Today, we're chatting with Matt Wolf about podcast growth hacking, high-level affiliate insights, the perfect balance of marketing tactics and fundamentals, and a whole mess of other strategic gold. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We have got an Awesome, awesome show and an awesome, awesome guest. But before we get there, quick update on my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Officially past 60,000 copies sold across all formats, whether it's Kindle or audiobook or paperback. And I have you to thank for that. Thank you to everyone that's bought the book. Thanks to anyone who left one of the 1,600 five-star rave reviews on Amazon. And thanks to everyone who emails me, letting me know how you're liking the content and, more importantly, how you are using it. I could not be more grateful. Speaking of gratitude, also, we are just about to hit 1,800 YouTube subscribers on the YouTube channel devoted to the book. So, again, thank you to everyone on that as well. And uh, if you've not checked out the book yet, I highly encourage you to just feel free to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto-forward to the Amazon listing where you can get it in Kindle or paperback or audiobook. But if you don't want to pull out your wallet but you do want to see what this is all about, you can feel free to check out the YouTube content that I was just telling you about. That's youtube.com slash Cap. We've got some really awesome content there. I interview law of attraction experts. I teach new methods that aren't even in the book and a few other fun surprises. So uh, feel free to check that out when you can. But with that said, I'm going to switch up mics and we're going to have a really awesome conversation with Matt. Okay, today I am very excited for today's guest, and you're going to have a little sense of deja vu when I describe this person's credentials, because I've got the co-founder and co-host of Hustle & Flowchart and the co-founder of Evergreen Profits, but it is not Joe Fear from episode 98. It is actually his partner, Matt Wolf, who I've been waiting to get on here, and um, just like I remember saying with Joe, it's I think the conversation itself is going to speak a lot more volumes than this introduction. And I am really excited to see what kind of rabbit hole we go down, especially since I already had the pleasure of picking the brain of the other side of the table. So, Matt Wolf, with that said, thank you so much for being here, my friend, and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to to dig in on whatever we dig in on today. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, all, all, it's it's funny because there's always this um, automatic psychological leaning of like, now we got to compare, we got to compare the interview with Joe to Matt, <laughs> and it's like I'm like, you know, let me pull away from that because um, I, I obviously you guys are so unique and so different, and you you mesh well, but I imagine we're in many ways going to have such a different conversation just by virtue of the fact that we were discussing before I hit the record button, the both of you in what you do. You're so um, you're so great at just organically being who you are and letting that lead its way to the content that you put out. And um, we also were talking before we hit the record button. Some of that is methodical. Some of that is organic. I'm curious, like, you know, as you do this and as you continue and you as you run through happy accidents just to get things started, what to you is the most surprising or most um, pleasantly surprising happy accident that you experienced in this venture of this podcast and of your business as you're like, okay, well that clicked, that worked. I wasn't expecting that, but let's go with this from now on. Yeah. You know, I, I think 
the, the the sort of game plan behind the the networking and getting to know a lot of people was sort of fell in our lap by accident. So so my partner Joe, he's very very social, extroverted, loves going to conferences, loves going to networking events. When people come to town, he wants to go meet them for coffee. You know, that that's kind of his world. He loves um he loves all that kind of stuff. I'm much more the tactician. Um I I like to 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 do Facebook advertising and mess with SEO and build landing pages and make APIs talk to each other and all that kind of stuff. Like that's the world that I live in. And, um, I, before Joe and I sort of partnered up and started working together, I never had any intentions of doing networking or making much of a name for myself or speaking on stages or any of that kind of stuff. And just kind of working with Joe and getting to, to know him and the way he operates. I feel like a lot of that sort of, uh, a, a lot of the, let's see, what's the right wording for this? Um, it, a lot of that spilled over onto me. So I sort of accidentally got networked with a million amazing people that I never thought I would ever be talking to or interacting with. And a lot of that is just because of the, the, the sort of dueling personalities that we have going on. You know, Joe brought me into his world. He got me connected with people. He started to get me up on stages with him, built, helped build my confidence to get on stages and talk to people. So, you know, if there's any sort of like happy accident, it's that I sort of, became much more extroverted just by proximity of joe (laughs) nice got it now i'm curious did he kind of start picking up habits of you know tactical nature from you or you're kind of like the one you're you're staying in that pool you're really doing the heavy lifting on that no matter what yeah i i wouldn't really say he's as much into the the tactical stuff but where i think he he borrowed a lot from me and pulled a lot onto you know, a lot of what I do influenced him is more of the sort of time management productivity stuff. I'm very, you know, when it, when it comes to hustle and flow chart, the the name of our podcast, that name was very intentional. Joe's the hustle. I'm the flow chart, right? There's the, the, the get out and meet people and talk and, you know, constantly be in motion. And then there's the, like, let's systematize this stuff. And so Joe has probably borrowed quite a bit of that, that sort of time management, uh, building task lists, having systems, uh, you know, one of the things that we're, we're constantly going back and forth on is, you know, he's telling me, oh, man, I've got all these things on my plate that I've got to do today. And I'm saying, is that something that if you did it today, you're gonna have to do it again tomorrow, or you're gonna have to do it again next week, you're gonna have to do it again next month? Yes. Okay, well, let's figure out how to make a system out of that. So it's not you anymore. So I, I think a lot of what Joe has borrowed from me has been more of that systematization and productivity and, you know, helping get a lot of the stuff off of his plate that he finds himself doing over and over again. I love that he's basically got his own personal time efficiency consultant. (laughs) You're getting the win out of it because when you do that for him, you're getting the win in your business as well. So absolutely. Really cool. I love the way that comes together. Now I am, I'm probably doing this all in reverse order. (laughs) This is the thing that probably comes later in the interview, but I'm just curious. So I'm going to ask like with all the stuff that you guys have going on and Again, I'm sure we'll get to that. What's got you personally the most excited right now, like this week or this month that, you know, whether it's a new experiment, whether it's something that's like old, reliable that you've been doing, what's mm-hmm. got you really waking up excited in the morning right now? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's really two things. There's, the, I would say on the, the monetization side of things, 
we've always been and still are very, very excited about affiliate marketing. It's our, our favorite sort of revenue stream. It's something we've always sort of shouted from the rooftops. Why aren't more people getting focused on affiliate marketing? You get all the benefits of being a marketer with all the downside, without all the downsides of being a product creator. Um, so like affiliate marketing from the monetization side is always kind of the thing that we're excited about. We're always excited about new experiments and uh, tactics and traffic strategies and, and ways to grow the affiliate revenue. Um, so on, on, on the monetization side, there's that. As far as like the, the creativity side and things that we're just like really enjoying and having fun with right now is the video production side. So Joe and I, we actually just leased a, a, a building and built out a podcast studio. I'm actually not in it today. Uh, Wednesday is like the one day that I don't go into the, the studio, but uh, we just built out a new podcast studio with new camera equipment. We got all new microphones. We got new audio equipment. Um, you know, I, I've been going down the rabbit hole on YouTube about how to how to shoot better quality videos, how to do better edits of the videos. I don't do that stuff in our business. We have a team that does it, but I'm like going down that rabbit hole, learning all that stuff myself because to me that's just really really fascinating. I love the the creativity um, elements of all of that, and so the video side of things has been kind of our more creative outlet lately. Is just really really trying to polish that up. So some of the videos people will start to see from Hustle and Flowchart on YouTube over the next coming weeks, you're gonna notice like a dramatic jump in, in quality starting in a couple of weeks from stuff that we've already shot. So that that's the other thing we're really excited about right now. Nice. Now, obviously, you know, a piece of that is, you know, you're in the middle and your team does certain things, you do other things. But since we were talking before about driving traffic and now you're talking about YouTube, mm-hmm. are you taking steps right now or going down that rabbit hole of tutorial videos of finding best ways of driving traffic and organically growing through your YouTube channel as well? Oh yeah, we've we've been going down that rabbit hole for probably three years now. I mean, we've been we've been deep on studying how to grow on YouTube. Um, we've got a, a guy on our team, Jacob, who edits all of our podcasts, and he's gotten really into YouTube. So he's constantly sending us tutorials, and he actually manages our YouTube channel right now. So he's actually going and testing a lot of the the various tactics and things like that to grow the YouTube channel. Um, it, it's been difficult because with Hustle and Flowchart, we're an interview podcast, and so we've found it difficult to make. Uh, videos that will hold attention for a long time, like audio podcasts, when somebody's listening in their car, they're out exercising on a walk, whatever, it's a lot easier to hold attention for with longer form content in pure audio. When it comes to video, just watching two people on the screen, talk back and forth to each other. um, The engagement's not really there. So even the people that are listening to podcasts on YouTube, they're doing just that they're often opening it in YouTube, putting it in a separate tab and just having it go in the background. Um, but we want, we want to figure out how to make interview podcast videos much more engaging, much more something that people actually want to sit through and watch. Um, almost more like figuring out how to make it kind of like you're watching a documentary about this person that we just had on the show. So mm-hmm. that's, that's something that we're toying with and trying to figure out how to, how to perfect right now. Um, but yeah, we've definitely been, been going down that rabbit hole quite a bit. Nice. You know, not not to open a Pandora's box, and I'm actually assuming you probably already thought of something like this, but as you're saying that, I think of like, okay, you interview people, and I know you guys are already great at, you know, taking good notes and, and having that system. I wonder if there's certain things where you just publish shorter, high-impact clips, you know, with the like, in this five-minute clip, learn how to do X or learn right. the secret to buy. And then, of course, it'll include the link to, like, if you want to hear the whole interview, fine, but at least maybe you're monetizing or growing awareness or something through that. I'm not sure if that kind of crossed your mind or if that's something you guys experimented with. 
Yeah, so right now, the the way our YouTube channel works is we're releasing four videos a week. So on Tuesday, we have a podcast interview that goes out to our audio podcast. And that also the full length video of that interview also goes on YouTube the same day. Um, The next day, Wednesday, we post a shorter clip, a bite sized chunk from that same interview, like we try to figure out what's probably the most like impactful, you know, eight to 10 minutes of this interview. And we break out just that clip on the Wednesday, the day after the full length goes out. Thursday is another full length. Friday is another clip from the day before's full length. So we are testing these these little clips. But even with those clips, uh, we could figure out ways to make them more engaging because right now they are kind of that standard side by side. You see our face on one side, the guest face on the other side, and you're just watching that conversation. Um, mm. So like, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how to how to add a lot more transitions and B-roll and, uh, you know, add some things to keep people hooked a little bit longer. Nice. You know, it's interesting because, you know, here I, I have, I host this stuff on, you know, on YouTube with my shared ML channel, which is not big. Most people, like you said, they listen to the thing, mm-hmm. but I also have my YouTube channel on the side that supports my law of attraction book, where again, mm-hmm. it's, it's not limited to the two people talking. It's more of like, no, I'm actually going into content. I'm breaking yeah. down a method or something like that. And um, kind of like to put you on the spot here, just because I've imagined, again, you're a tactic guy and you've, you've gone through stuff. Hearing someone like me, speaking to someone like me, like I'm doing something completely different than you. I've only got about 1,800 subscribers right now mm. without even really looking at my page. Is there anything you're called to say, hey, Andrew, these are three things that pop out of my mind that will probably help you that you're probably not doing yet that will expand your reach and help organically get more people to that video or to those videos? Well, if you're, if you're speaking specifically to YouTube, that's, I mean, I'm probably not the best one to answer that just because our Hustle and Flowchart YouTube channel, I think, has less than 500 subscribers right now. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I mean, that's something we're still trying to figure out. I, I do have a personal YouTube channel that I started 11 years ago that's at like 1,500 subscribers. But, um, I, I mean, it, it sounds to me like you've probably got that set of things more figured out than we even do. <laughs> got it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, well, we'll have a talk. I'm happy to share my notes and see mm-hmm. if it's helpful. But with that said, since we're following that thread, like, well, for speaking at YouTube, not so much. But just in terms of, in general, like driving traffic, if when people go like, hey, Matt, I love what you and Joe are doing. It's clear you guys know your stuff. What can you, I'm a brand new up and coming entrepreneur. I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't got this worked out. What would you say to me just to at least get me going in the right path that I can hopefully follow a couple of threads and get a quicker bang for my buck, even though obviously I've got to put the work in. Yeah. So when it comes to traffic, just more in general, like if we're just driving them back to our website or our offers or things like that, um, I'm I'm big on uh, SEO. I, I love, love, love doing SEO traffic, writing a piece of content, optimizing the content for a keyword. And then that that piece of content is still driving traffic for us two years later. That's mm-hmm. probably our favorite traffic strategy. Um, we actually don't talk about SEO a whole lot um, because I, I've never really felt like an SEO expert. I, I study a lot of SEO. I do a lot of SEO. Like it's our number one traffic driver, even above paid traffic and even our email list um, inside of our business. But it's nothing I've never really felt super uh, expert on. It's just kind of, it, it, it evolves so quickly that I'm just telling what, doing what the experts tell me essentially. Uh, but SEO is amazing. Like we've we've got some blog posts that promote affiliate products that I wrote four years ago that are still generating well probably generating more money now than they were when we made them four years ago because they've sort of uh solidified themselves in the search uh rankings so seo is is big for us the the second one that we love to drive traffic from that 
in this sort of digital marketing, internet marketing world, you don't hear about as much anymore as Google ads. I love, love, love Google search ads. So, you know, the, the easiest thing people can do is if you're building a brand name or uh, you're, you're building a personal brand is buy the keyword for just your name. And if anybody is searching for it, you're going to be the very top result there. Um, and almost no companies do that, especially like a lot of the, the, the digital marketing, internet marketing type crowd. None of them really seem to talk about or run a lot of Google ads. Um, but Google ads have, are way cheaper cost per click for us, at least, than even Facebook ads are. Um, so that's an, another one. Uh, Facebook ads are actually one of the areas that we used to do a lot of, but have shied away from lately. All of the the, the sort of tracking issues that they're having with iOS 14 and uh, Safari and and all of that kind of stuff. That's uh, that that's sort of messed things up. But also, we just haven't really been able to get really great ROIs on Facebook ads like we do off of Google search ads. Um, so those two traffic sources are, are big for us. And then the third thing that we do a lot of is we actually advertise our podcast in various podcast platforms. So, um, the, some of the apps that people listen to podcasts on, like, like overcast and, uh, podcast Republic and podcast addict and Castro and all of these different platforms. Most people don't know this, but they actually have internal advertising platforms where you can go in, buy ads on those platforms and promote your podcast directly in the place where people are listening to podcasts. Mm. So we do that a lot. We buy advertising to our podcast in these apps. And then obviously on our show, we've got our calls to action to go check out our Facebook group or check out this blog post or check out this offer or whatever. But we're driving traffic to the podcast and then leveraging that podcast platform to drive them wherever else beyond that. So I'd say like, as far as some traffic strategies that are the kind of the low hanging fruit that, that I would probably tell people to go look at right from the beginning, focus on the content marketing, um, do some SEO stuff, real basic SEO stuff, install Yoast SEO, uh, get a tool like Ahrefs to figure out what keywords people are searching for. Um, use Google search ads. Uh, you can use the Google search ads straight to the same exact content you're trying to rank. In fact, uh, a little known thing around like uh, Google search ads and even Facebook ads, if you're driving to content versus driving to an offer, you're going to get a lot lower cost per click because people tend to click on those, stay on the pages they landed on for a lot longer. That's a signal back to Google or Facebook that they just presented this person with something of high value. And uh, it helps lower your cost per click because your relevance score sort of goes up. So we like to drive paid traffic into content. So getting a blog with content, be it a podcast, be it embedded YouTube videos or long form written blog posts, um, get some sort of content strategy and then use SEO and Google ads to drive into that. And then the third thing is, you know, uh, if you're doing a podcast, look into some of those podcast platforms that you can advertise directly in. You know, man, I got to tell you, I, I like to think of myself as as a smart and insightful guy. <laughs> but the biggest favors I often do for my audience on this podcast is I ask a question and I shut up. And I mention <laughs> that because I really hope people are noting the time in the podcast right now and will know to rewind for the past five minutes that you were speaking and pick out all the gold that you just gave. Because not only in my opinion did you give a lot of gold, but you gave a lot of options for gold because to be candid i think some of the things that you said some people they don't have the mind or the patience for it but they do have the mind and the patience for other things and they should know this and if they can't do it they should hire someone that's going to do it for them which is another mm -hmm. long-winded way of saying thank you for that long insightful answer i think that was great and i did want to ask you like i'm an old school copywriting guy mm -hmm. in the sense that 
I've learned that if you see the same ad running over and over and over the same magazine or same infomercial, whatever, it means that it's working. Mm -hmm. So me knowing that you know what you're doing, when I hear you say that you are advertising on podcasts a lot, that's Mm. a signal to me that this is working well, that you've got metrics or you've got numbers, you've got figures, you've Mm. got indicators that's showing that is successfully driving a lot of traffic to you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our, our, our podcast grow, to be honest, our number one focus in our business is grow the podcast because the podcast is the sort of megaphone that drives everything else we're doing. When we launched our, our recent pod hacker course, which is a course on podcasting, we promoted it by talking about it on the podcast. When we promote affiliate products, we promote those products by talking about it on the podcast. Lately, we've started um, uh, allowing sponsors on the podcast if they're sort of aligned with what we do. Um, Hrefs is a tool that we use a lot in our business. We love it. We talk about it a lot. They approached us about sponsoring. It was a perfect fit because it was a tool that that we use. Um, so, yeah, I don't remember exactly where I was going with that, but <laughs> <laughs> those are also the best answers. You just let you go. Um, but it's funny. Like one other thing, even as you were saying that, I I find myself wondering, and this is where I apologize because, um, well, I guess this is a credit to you. You've got so much, like I couldn't keep track of it all anyway. So I'm not familiar if you have this yet. But I'm wondering, because you mentioned you guys do a lot of affiliate stuff. Mm -hmm. You are in that game. You are familiar with the whole situation. Have you considered or do you have info products that advise people in many facets of that, including, um, you know, uh, commission split negotiation, including Mm -hmm. pitching people, including taking people down that rabbit hole? Is that something that you have or that you've considered putting out there for people? Yeah, so we actually do have a course and we and to be honest, we actually don't promote our courses very well. That's sort of intentional. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of prefer to be out there doing than teaching. Um, but we have a course called the Affiliate Promotion Engine. We call it APE for short, A-P-E. Um, but the Affiliate Promotion Engine is essentially, um, Joe and I, we sat down for a couple of weeks and we we wrote up this like basically like an ebook of like every affiliate marketing tactic that we've either tested or every affiliate marketing tactic that somebody who's come on the podcast has broken down for us. And we made this giant list. It turned into like this 30 page ebook of, of explanations on it. And we actually gave that away to our membership at the time when we wrote that a few years ago. And then what we decided to do was take that giant list and then turn it into a bunch of video tutorials. And that's became the affiliate promotion engine was here's a list of every affiliate tactic we've tested and used and the results. And here's all of the ones that we've talked with guests about that maybe we haven't tried, but this guest said it worked for them. And here's just kind of everything. It's sort of this brain dump of affiliate marketing strategies. Um, so we do have that. It is out there. You, you, you can find it if you look hard enough. Um, but we've, we've always sort of purposely held back on the, you know, we're selling courses, you know, we're, we're out there doing this, but we've got this course that can teach you how to do it as well. Cause we've always been big proponents of like, just go do the stuff, make it work for you. And if I could teach people without putting it behind a paywall, I'd much prefer to do that. So mm. a lot of what you actually get from our courses, like our affiliate course and our podcasting course and stuff, it, it, it's actually things that we've talked about publicly openly for free on the podcast over the years. It just kind of condenses it all into one easy to find place. So the people that are going to go through that and really kind of study it are the people that are 
I'm ready to go start a podcast right now. I want to go heads down focused on this and I need a sort of linear path to follow. Cool. We've got our podcast course, same with affiliate marketing. But if you want to learn all of our strategies, they're actually all out there publicly available for free on our podcast inside of our action guides that we make off the back of the podcast. I mean, it's out there and available. We, we, we do first and we, you know, we, teach for free second. And then we, if you want to save time, we have courses that'll make it even easier and compress it and make it quicker for you. See what I love about your process or what I'm gleaning from my interpretation of of what you've got going on here is you've basically, you've set up wins around every corner. There's a Mm -hmm. win for the audience, whether they're buying something that are listening for free, there's a win for you when they're buying the course, but there's a win for you when they're listening to the podcast, you basically set up a value ecosystem that's what i like the term i like to use i like that everybody wins in every situation and it's only a question of the context and the level and the volume in that moment um and i think the reason i want to point to that is i try to do that in a different way i'm not on anywhere near the level you are i mean me i'm I'm that guy who sold sixty thousand copies of a book independently so i had success in that regard right um but what you're doing here i i marvel at it but i also um again want to shine a spotlight that's on, on this for people because i think um it's difficult to do it's harder to do than most people realize but if you are leading with value and you've always got that in the back of your mind you at least have the opportunity to create a business and create an ecosystem of content and products that will be self-serving in a healthy, organic, um, you know, way of integrity where everyone's winning. So again, just want to shine a spotlight on that and and give you credit for what you've created here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, um, it's sort of been our philosophy to just kind of put it all out there for free. And then, uh, you know, Yes, there's ways that it's funny because Joe and I joke about this all the time about how we kind of have this goal of having a podcast and a YouTube channel and everybody's looking at us going, man, these guys give good value, but I don't get how the hell they make money, right? Like that's actually a goal of ours is we want to, we just want to be out there showing what works, but nobody can quite figure out like what we're doing. Obviously they could listen to podcasts like this and ours and, 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 and figure it out. But from the, the, this sort of outsider who doesn't really know us, who isn't in our ecosystem, who isn't paying attention to us we kind of like the idea of like just telling people yeah we're, we're just podcasters and then people go how do you make money with that and um yeah so it, it, it's it's kind of this weird goal to of us to, to have our personal brands everybody see it as like we're just giving out tons of free value but behind the scenes we're kind of making money quietly and not really talking about it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know you've uh you've got it going the right way when they ask hey which one of you won the lottery right yeah <laughs> 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 that's awesome i love that now just because we're following around this this rabbit hole of like oh there is a course available you mentioned that you don't teach seo much but mm-hmm. just to throw this out there to, to plant a seed in your mind if you're talking about um older things that are still performing well and still driving mm-hmm. i can totally see you doing a very brief affordable info product where you just break it down you say okay this word here and i did this and this structure that might be a fast easy way where not mm-hmm. even um position yourself as an seo expert but just like here's what's working. You might, guys might like that. So just to plant that seed in your mind, if you haven't been considering that already. Yeah. I mean, it's something, so we've, we've got our various courses right now. We've got our podcasting course, we've got our affiliate course, and then we have an old traffic course called perpetual audience growth, PAG for short. Everything we do is like a three letter acronym. Um, (laughs) But uh, we've got this traffic course and, and each one of those courses 
we sort of encompass some of that stuff too, right? So if you went through our pod, uh, podcasting course, there is multiple modules in there on SEO. If you went through our affiliate marketing, one of our big strategies to promote affiliate products is via SEO and content marketing. And then our traffic course, um, it actually talks about Facebook ads, Google ads, and SEO. So how we use all three of them kind of in unison to support each other, right? So like SEO and Google ads, bringing in the initial cold traffic, Facebook, we retarget people who viewed these initial things. Um, so that's kind of the, the PAG strategy that we teach. So we actually have some like mini SEO courses. They just kind of fall under the umbrella of the, the bigger problem that we're trying to solve for people. Mm, gotcha. Now. Diving back in a little to the affiliate stuff, I mean, it sounds to me like you've got your own system in place. It's like, it's not like you're using ClickBank. I'm not sure if you guys are using like, you know, a Thrivecart situation or a ClickFunnels situation, or you have your own thing built out. Is that a a complication or a kink in -hmm. what you've got going on? Or is that a smoothly laid out part of your process that you've refined over time? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the the least systematized, biggest pain in the butt problem that we've got as affiliate marketers is that everybody's using a different affiliate platform. You know, some of the products we promote, they're using Infusionsoft, some of them they're using Thrivecart, some of them it's Pay Kickstart, Samcart, you know, ClickBank, ClickFunnels, you name it, right? All of these different affiliate products are all using different backend tools to track their affiliate stuff. So we actually do keep a spreadsheet of a, on a daily basis of here's how much affiliate revenue we made from every single product that we promote. And it's a manual process. So I will log into Thrivecart and look at all of our sales of all of our products, log into Pay Kickstart, log into Samcart, log into ClickBank, log into Kartra, log into ClickFunnels. And, you know, it's a, it's, I've gotten it down to where it's probably a 20 minute process per day, but mm. it's uh, it, it's a grind keeping on top of it. Now there are tools out there that I think can help with it a little bit, but they don't integrate with every affiliate program. Um, funny enough, we're partners on a company called Unicorn Equity, which has a sort of sister company called Unicorn Affiliate. And Unicorn Affiliate is uh, basically an affiliate dashboard that we're helping develop to solve that problem where it just kind of integrates with all of the platforms and then pulls in all the data into one place and one dashboard for you. I, I couldn't even guess when that's going to be ready and out. It's We've been in development on that for a year and a half. So, um, you know, hopefully within the next year and a half, we'll have something to show people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm about to ask you a question. If it's too personal, say, hey, let's move on. We'll cut it out. I'm, and by the way, if you say no, people will hear me offering to cut it out. Like I'm not very transparent <laughs> unless you actually want to cut it out. But let me know if I'm going too personal on this. But out of curiosity, because you do so much affiliate stuff, Mm-hmm. Are are you comfortable sharing? Like, who sets the terms? Do they set the terms of the commission split to you? Is there a preset thing? Is there an expectation people should have if they're mm-hmm. going to pitch you to try to get their stuff? Um, and again, let me know if I'm I'm going down too too personal road as I ask you that. Oh no worries. This is this is a, a fun thing to talk about actually. Um, when it comes to affiliate marketing. I, it's definitely a case by case basis. Some of the products that we create, we've got really great relationships with the the creators, the founders. Um, some of them we can't even get an email back from them if we tried, right? So it's, everything's really a case by case basis. But for the most part, when we start promoting affiliate products, we just come in and promote it, whatever the standard terms are. Um, You know, we'll, you know, they might offer a 30% affiliate commission to promote this product. We'll come in and, you know, we want to promote it. So we'll mail our list. We'll talk about it on the podcast. We'll link to it from some blog posts. We'll generate some traction and generate some sales. And then we'll reach out to them and say, Hey, 
you know, we're, we're doing pretty good. Is it possible to get more favorable affiliate terms? Um, you know, we, there was one product that we were promoting called, uh, actually, I don't want to name the name of the product, but, uh, cause I don't want people to go after the, the owner and, <laughs> and try to get similar deals. But uh, th- there was one product that, that we were, uh, that we were promoting for a little bit. We were earning a 30% commission on, uh, we started to do pretty well with it. The founder of the product reached out and um, asked what we were doing. We kind of told them some of our methods. We ended up bringing this person on the podcast, talking to him for an hour on the podcast. And then after the podcast, they, they said, I'm going to bump you up to a 70% commission instead of 30% commission, right? So that was, that was one of the, the, the things that happened. We had another company, um, this one I will name, they were called Gen M. Uh, we used to talk about them on the podcast and we were doing what we called a mock sponsorship. We basically said this show, this episode is supported by Gen M uh, for $50. You can go get a VA to, um, to, to work in your company, $50 per month. They'll work in your company for 40 hours a month. Um, it's essentially like a, a, not a intern, but they had a different word for it. An apprentice, I think is what they call them. Uh, so for 50 bucks, you get this, right? And so we were, we were, shouting out an affiliate link on there, but saying the show was supported by this, this company. Well, Gen M actually reached out to us. Uh, we brought their founder on, interviewed their founder of the podcast, got to talking with him a little bit, liked what we were doing. And he decided to like create a whole new affiliate dashboard before he was just kind of tracking it on the back of like UTM codes and a very sort of dirty way of tracking affiliate promotions where there was a lot of trust involved. Um, but because we started to do well with the affiliate program, they built out a whole new affiliate platform basically for us um, and then upped our commissions and um, all sorts of cool stuff happened out of that. Uh, we had another product that didn't have an affiliate uh, program at all. We went uh, and, and started promoting them. You, they basic, we, we reached out to them and said, hey, we love your product. We want to promote it. They actually created a second sales page for us. So they literally cloned their original sales page. And then we just drove to the second page and they tracked our sales by people who just came through this sales page versus their main sales page, right? So we weren't even cooking people in or doing any of the affiliate tracking stuff. We were just driving them to this different page. Uh, We started to do really well with that. Uh, they they, They were tracking that and sending us just commissions through PayPal. They built out a whole affiliate platform after we were promoting them. And they give people 30% when they built out the affiliate thing, they whitelisted us as 50%. So every, all of this to say, everything is so case by case, like every yeah, yeah. product that we promote, um, we, we try to reach out and build rapport with the, the product creator and negotiate better terms. And, um, you know, even if we can't get better commissions, we, we try to negotiate the, the, the length of time they hold back the commissions. You know, a lot of places it'll be 30 days from the day you make the sale, you can get the, the commission will drop into your PayPal 30 days. So a lot of people will will negotiate to a 15 day or even same day commissions. Uh, so we do a lot of that kind of stuff as well. It's not just the the, the money side. We also negotiate on the, the term side as well. Got it. Very, very intriguing stuff. Very interesting. Um, bit of a weird question. And like, let's preface this. Obviously, there is hard work involved in doing this. You know, you've you know, a lot more than people realize. But with that said, this whole affiliate deal, since we're on this topic, is it easier than it looks or harder than it looks? <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on the, the perspective you're coming at it from. You know, for us, it, 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 it's hard to say because Joe and I have been doing what we were doing now since 2007. So that's 
what, 14 years now or something like that. Um, so over time, we've managed to build email lists. We've managed to build a little bit of personal brand. We've managed to build um, a blog that's kind of SEO'd over time and gotten more traffic in the search engines. So when we decided we're going to go all in on affiliate marketing and, and sort of not put as much focus on our own courses and stuff, it was sort of easy for us because we built the platform. Mm. Um you know, saying, saying that if you were starting from scratch, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's simple, but not easy. You know, I, I feel like that's kind of a cliche, like the, yeah. the, the methods to follow are easy, but you got to be patient, right? When it comes to a lot of the content strategies and getting your content to rank so that that ranked content generates affiliate sales. A lot of times that's you write a piece of content and you don't get any traction on it for eight, nine months, you know, so there's, there's a big patience game there. And I don't think a lot of people have the patience to wait for it. Um, That they're in, in the sort of internet marketing, digital marketing world, there's an aversion to getting on phone calls and actually having human to human interactions with people. Everybody wants to build a funnel on click funnels and send email broadcasts and run Facebook ads and never actually talk to a real human, right? So there's an aversion to that where a lot of affiliate marketing, if you really want to be good at it, it's a relationship game. Like I just mentioned, we're negotiating deals and building rapport with product creators. And a lot of the affiliate promotions we do are in one-to-one conversations. Joe might uh, be talking to one of our our customers who bought our pod hacker course. And they're asking, you know, what's the best, uh, um, you know, what, what's the best tool to build this checkout page with? And Joe might say, Oh, I have a link for Thrivecart. Go, go over here and grab this. So a lot of our affiliate promotions are literally us just telling people a URL on a phone call to go grab the thing. So while I think the, the concepts are simple, I don't, I don't think people have the patience. And I think there's a lot of people that, that um, avoid doing what needs to be done to make it an effective strategy for them. Got it. Got it. Love it, man. Love where, by the way, thank you so much for, for following these, these kind of uh, roads and taking you down again, really, a really fun conversation for me. And I, I hope, and I trust very useful for my audience. Yeah, um, fun for me too. So awesome. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Now I did want to make sure, and we might've touched on this stuff already anyway, but um, I had a note in the back of my mind just to kind of take you also down the road of podcast growth hacking. Mm-hmm. If we haven't touched on that, because again, that's, that's something else that you guys, obviously, you know, your stuff, you, you understand things very well, and you implement very effectively. Mm-hmm. What haven't we touched on that you think might be worth mentioning for anyone out there that's going to start a podcast, or maybe they have and they feel like they're spinning their wheels, and they mm-hmm. want to get some traction and momentum going? Yeah, so I think the problem with podcast growth is is very similar to the problem with affiliate marketing is that the answers to those questions aren't as sexy as people want them to be. <laughs> um, but you know, when it when it comes to growth hacking, the what I talked about earlier with the getting your podcast in some of these other podcast platforms, that's probably one of our biggest uh, secrets to growth that just you know, when we started doing it, we we started going, why haven't we been doing this all along? I mean, we can double our podcast downloads like month over month, almost doing strategies like this and just, you know, getting inside of these podcast platforms. So that one is a, a pretty low hanging fruit strategy if you're willing to invest in the growth of your show. Um, the other thing that is really, really effective for growing a podcast is going on other podcasts. Um, you know, podcast listeners listen to podcasts. So if you want to get in front of more podcast listeners, go to where people are already listening to podcasts, which is other podcasts. Mm. Um, and, and that's what I meant by it's not really that sexy of an answer. It's just kind of putting in the work and going on other shows and doing interviews and hopefully providing enough value that people go, Ooh, I want more from that person. Maybe I should go check out their show. Um, so really that 
those are our biggest strategies is, uh, is doing a lot of podcast guesting, going and buying advertising inside of the, the various podcast apps, uh, doing SEO to our show notes pages. One of the things that we put a lot of focus on is SEOing for our guest name. So, you know, right now, if you were to go on Google and search Roland Frazier, I think on page one of Google, he's one of the founders of Digital Marketer. If, if you go on Google right now, I think we own two of the spots for his name. Um, if you go and look up, uh, you know, Bob Serling, who is a, a, a old school copywriter and been in the internet marketing game for forever, we, I think we might even be the top response for him. So we put a lot of effort into SEOing for the guest's name. Most people go in try to figure out some keyword to go after, like, uh, you know, how to make money online or affiliate marketing strategies that are just ultra competitive keywords. But what isn't ultra competitive keywords is typically just the name of the guest that you had on the show. And now if anybody goes and searches Bob Serling or Roland Frazier and goes, Oh, I've heard of this guy, I just want more info. Well, there's a podcast right there that has all the info about who this person is, what they've done in the past, their backstory and what they can what you can learn from them right now. Um, so we, we put some effort there as well. Uh, trying to think of any other like sort of growth hacks that have worked. I mean, there's, there's other stuff we're experimenting with right now, but I can't really tell you if it's how well it's going to work yet. Um, Spotify has some new sponsorship opportunities, uh, where you can record, uh, uh, basically ad spots that go on Spotify. That's something we're experimenting with, but don't really have much results yet. Uh, Twitter, actually, if you buy Twitter ads, they're really, really, really cheap clicks. I mean, you can get like eight, nine cent clicks off of Twitter ads. Um, so that's something we've played around with. The quality of the clicks aren't super high. We tend to get a higher bounce rate off of those people. Um, but we get really, really cheap clicks. And if they clicked on the ad in the first place, then you at least know there's some sort of interest in the topic and then you could go retarget them. Right. So mm-hmm. get a nine cent click, build up an audience of, you know, a uh, hundred people off these nine cent clicks and then follow them around on Facebook with, you know, with the offer as well. And ideally you'll, you'll get them to come back again. Um, yeah. I, I, those are some of the ideas we're experimenting with. I mean, we've got probably 30 growth hacks inside of our pod hacker course. So I'm trying to think of some of the ones that I haven't mentioned, but those are the big needle movers. Yeah. Um, what do you feel about uh, Instagram advertising there? Uh, so far we haven't gotten great results on Instagram at all, organic or, or through paid. Um, Interesting. we post a lot of memes. We post a lot of, uh, little clips, uh, from our podcast. Um, and so far just the engagement hasn't been great. And the, you know, the little swipe up thing, swipe up to, to go to the URL. We, we get very little takers on that. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's a market thing. I, I think for some markets, Instagram could be really, really effective. I think for the digital marketer, people interested in affiliate marketing and podcasting and stuff, Instagram's just not where it's at for those people right now. Cool. One, one thing just to underscore here, and let me know if, if you disagree with this, but as you're going through some of these growth hacks, um, especially in consideration of the fact that you know, you're a highly tactical, highly efficient, highly strategic person, a lot of this is fundamental. It's being willing to do these fundamental things mm. like advertise, put the word out there, you know, grab yeah. the keyword that makes sense, that type of stuff. It seems like a lot of people might not be either willing to do it or might not simply be aware that the fundamentals really have a lot of triumph and a lot of victory and a lot of wins and success waiting for them. 
Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, the fundamentals never change. The tactics change. And I, I think, you know, we talk tactics a lot and our, our branding is very hustle and flow chart. You know, you've got to do the, you've got to put in the work, but you've also got to systematize. And so I, I think a lot of people are attracted to us uh, for the tactics and we share a lot of tactics. But at the end of the day, I think the overarching theme is like what used to work is what still works and what still works is what's going to continue to work. Um, but we can find tactics that kind of fit in those containers. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. It, it does all come down to fundamentals. It comes down to being a real human, you know, being transparent, actually talking to people and a crap ton of patience. I mean, like I said, we've been doing this since 2007. We've, we've been doing the same exact stuff, content marketing, selling courses, affiliate marketing. It's the same stuff today that we're doing that we were doing back in 2007. So, uh, you know, we're, we're still at the same exact game we were playing back then. The tactics, the tools, the platforms, the, you know, what we have available to us has changed but the fundamentals of what we're doing, of putting valuable content in front of people, building an audience on the back of that, that content, and then uh, you know, putting relevant offers that you believe in in front of that audience that you've created. Same exact thing we've done for 14 years straight now. Wow. Love it. Love it. All right. So this is awesome. I love this conversation. And we've gone down so many paths here. And we're, we're going to wind it down soon. But I did want to ask you. Given what we've covered and given your level of expertise and just what's inspiring you right now, is there something that you were thinking in the back of your mind that, you know, a piece of advice or tidbit or whatever that you wanted to share with the audience that we haven't brought up yet? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, probably more on the, the sort of mental game of things, the the mental side of things. I, I think a big shift that Joe and I have had over the last you know, three years or so. I mean, ever since we really started this, the, the podcast we're doing now in 2017, we, we kind of had this shift over the course of doing this podcast of the journey is more important than the outcome, right? Mm. The, the, the idea that if we're not having fun doing what we're doing on a daily basis, then we're not going to enjoy life anymore when we reach some specific goal that we arbitrarily set for ourselves, right? So, so now our big focus is let's entertain ourselves and hopefully what we do to entertain ourselves entertains and educates others. So that's sort of the approach we've taken with the podcast. Anybody who's listened to it knows we don't take ourselves seriously. We don't take even our business that seriously. A lot of times we don't take our guests that seriously. We just have a good time. We, we get the stories out of people. We goof around with them. We get some tactics out of them and hopefully people listening are as entertained as we are creating the content because uh, you know, entertaining ourselves is is really a big part of why we do what we do. Um, you know, it, it's about having fun on the journey. And and I think that's, that's a concept that took us far too long to understand and accept is, you know, have fun today in what we're doing today. Don't be too hung up on like, this is going to be fun once we get here. Yeah, you know, madam, I'm really glad I asked you that question, because I, I think that is such an important piece. And so insightful, like, sometimes, you know, people are like, well, you've got to have fun. I'm like, well, actually, you know, I say this on when I'm on podcast interviews, you know, for my book, I say like Mm -hmm. joy isn't always just um, a manifestation or result in of itself, but it's also a strategy by which you access that, Mm. you know, joy, ease, fun, flow. These are actually the things that you want to enjoy and experience right away, making the journey better, making those results that are so far off or whatever better Mm -hmm. and make them not feel so far off. So thank you for, for sharing that perspective. Cause I think, especially when, you know, we spend most of the hour talking about tactics and talking about fundamentals, it's very easy for that to get lost in there, but that's such an important element. I I couldn't agree more. 
Yeah, totally. Awesome. So um, if people want to find out more about you, they want to connect with you, they want to listen to the podcast, like what link or links should we give them? Should I put in the show notes and, and have people go to? Yeah, so the best place to go is actually flowchartgroup.com. So flowchartgroup.com is actually our Facebook group. Um, but inside of our Facebook group, we're, we're letting people know when new podcast episodes go live, we're sharing tips, we're uh, making sure people in the group are connecting with each other. Um, you know, as we build out our YouTube video, we're sharing, you know, curating all the stuff that's going on YouTube to the group. So it's kind of a good place to get the overarching of like everything that we're doing. Uh, and you know, if you go to flowchartgroup.com, there's also the opportunity to get on our mailing list um, when you join the group. So if you get on our mailing list, you'll also get notified about everything that we're up to. So that's probably the be- best place. If you're interested in learning more about podcasting, we do have our Podhacker uh, brand over at podhacker.com, which is um, it's it's a, a training program, but also a community of other podcasters that are all kind of helping each other grow together. Um really focused on unique monetization strategies and growth hacking your show. So uh, there is stuff in there for somebody who doesn't have a podcast yet and wants to build one from scratch. But I would say the more ideal customer for pod hacker is someone that's kind of going, but maybe their growth has stalled or they haven't figured out how to make money off the show yet. Those are who we're really, I think, best able to, to support. Nice. And did we want to send anybody to ape also, or is that a thing where they should reach out and ask you about it? That's something that, you know, get in our group or, um, you know, if you're on our list and and you reach out and ask, we'll send you to a link. I don't know if there's any um, just direct links that I can give you to that right now. It is still available, um, but it's mostly available sort of in our email funnel. So people on our list will get promoted at at some point. Um, But if it's something, you know, you want to to go through, I think, I think we sell it for like 75 bucks now or something like that. So if it is something you want, just, you know, reach out to us in our group and we'll, we'll get you connected. Understood. Loving it. Okay. Last question on the docket today. Um, And I I often ask this to guests, but if you, Matt, could go back in time and it can be five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 25 years, uh, wherever you want to go and give a younger version of yourself, any piece of advice, and that could be life advice. It could be business advice. It could be hustle and flow chart advice. It could be whatever. What piece of advice would you say to that younger version of yourself? buy Bitcoin in 2013. Um, no, that's, that's a bad one. Uh, <laughs> we actually, First time I ever got that. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually a story that we sat down in a diner with somebody who was telling us about Bitcoin back in 2013. And at the time, I don't remember the exact price, but it was like five bucks a coin or something like that. When mm-hmm. we were sitting down with the guy and we we're like, this, this seems like so scammy. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And <laughs> we just totally blew it off. And then we were kicking ourselves several years later. Um, but anyway, uh, no, I, I think right now, if I was going back, let's say 10 years, I would probably put a lot more focus onto YouTube, seeing what YouTube's become now and how people are monetizing YouTube and the, the advertising platform and, you know, how quickly brands seem to just kind of blow themselves up on YouTube. I would probably go back and put a lot more focus on video and being high quality on video and, and doing some stuff on YouTube, just with the knowledge I have now of where YouTube's gone and, and, you know, what some of the bigger players on YouTube have accomplished, I would probably put a lot of focus there knowing what I know now. Nice. Give yourself that head start. And yeah. Uh, we got a bone to pick with Doc Brown for not showing up in the DeLorean in 2013 and, and getting you on the right track, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, this has been a really fun conversation. I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for this is um, a really unique situation, again, where we had your co-host on a completely separate interview. It's almost people can 
can get two bookends or two two sides of a story and, and different flavors and really also get a good feel for your different personalities. But most importantly, with or without a co-host, with or without this specific business, I'm just grateful that you came on to share your wisdom, your insight, your perspective, your knowledge, your tactics, and your mindset. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we didn't contradict each other too much, but I had a blast and uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you again, Matt. That was uh, one of my favorite interviews, honestly. Thank you so much. Guys, I'm going to leave all the links that Matt had given, uh, both in the YouTube description if you're watching this on video, or at ShatterTheModePodcast.com where this episode resides. And speaking of links, quick reminder, if you want to check out my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, again, you can go to LastLawOfAttractionBook.com, or you can check out the YouTube channel devoted to the book. That's YouTube.com slash Andrew Cap. With that said, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for being here, and stay tuned. There are more awesome guests on the way shortly. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.